Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. Welcome to our first episode of Having a Night, reviving the last start of the dinner party. With me, Ari. And me, Sophie. (laughs) It's an eternal, endless loop (laughs) of us introducing ourselves. Oh my God, so who are we? I have no idea. The existential question. (laughs) Just two old friends talking about throwing dinner parties. Mm -hmm. How did we meet? Um, well, we technically met in grad school. We both went to grad school for acting. Oh, boy, we just lost, like, a listener or two, that's for sure. Um, Someone just jumped off a cliff. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God, no. that was it. That was... <laughs> um, we, well, we met in grad school, but we really met because we have two mutual best friends. That's true. It's true. Um, but I feel like our friendship was really fomented when? When we were doing this crazy play in between uh, my first and second and Sophie's second and third years of grad school. And we, it was summer stock theater, so you're kind of like living in a shack in the middle of nowhere. Yep. You know, it's... it's <laughs> Just it's hoping a, that somebody comes to see a show. <laughs> some, I hope some old people come to see this show that is basically a haunted house. Yes, our show was truly a haunted house. It was really fun. It was kind of like... It was a great place. It was like the live-action version of the Disney haunted house. It was a 1920s parlor mystery oh written God. by a man who had only written one play, and this was it. You know, I, I so it admire that. So he's like, much fun. he wrote it, and he's like, and I'm done. And I'm done. That's it. Now I'm just going <laughs> to go live my life. <laughs> we both showed up to this barn, the barn where we were supposed to be living, with basically the exact same box of ingredients. Yeah. We're both like, wait, you have that, you've got that vinegar too? You've got mm. that strange powder? <laughs> oh yeah, it was a very powdery oh summer of our lives. It there was, was a lot it was of like, what, 2013? maca. It was 2013, yeah. There was a lot of bullshit powders that neither of us oh eats anymore. God. Thank God. I know, a lot of smoothies. Mm-hmm. There was also, we brought the same materials. I think we both knew going into it having like wanted to cook in other rental or Airbnb or mm-hmm. uh, regional theater situations before where you're like, well, they're only going to have those big, horrible plastic ladles. And oh, so we yeah. both had like a chef's knife, clearly yeah. a rubber spatula, a microplane, uh, a microplane. <laughs> oh my God. Probably like a salad spinner. <laughs> oh, definitely brought my salad spinner. Yeah. And so I think we basically looked at each other and like, Hmm. Well, like, <laughs> literally, we're holding these boxes, staring at each other in the eyes, being like, it's like I'm looking in a mirror. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the greatest summer. And we spend all summer cooking. Yep. Well, our, the first dinner party that we threw together was probably that very week, that self-same week. <laughs> uh, we made, I remember it like it was yesterday. Tell we me, made. Remind me. I think we me. also basically tormented everybody else in the cast because all we wanted to do was cook, but we didn't want anybody else to have any say in what we were cooking. God, we were, we are so, tyrants. we're like two <laughs> dinner party tyrants. Tyrant. Yeah. We went out for dinner the other day, uh, with our 
respective boyfriends uh-huh. and the two of us were like, you guys are fine if we order for you, right? I know. <laughs> we're turning into those like two couples that go out and like the men just roll their eyes. No, 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 no. We're, we're never like, going to be that. It's just that we know what's going to be best. <laughs> just that my taste is superior than most people. I'm a full blown despot. <laughs> and I wouldn't have it any other way. But the, me- the menu that we made, we made, every- so we had a barbecue. So as in we had a a charcoal grill. Yes, that's I what I'm trying think, to say. I, I think if I if memory serves me right, which is it, a uh, Iron Chef quote, was it gas? No, there were two charcoal, and I think no, I think there was one, and I think we stole another one. Oh, that's possible. Like I, I think at one point I was like, one grill isn't enough. <laughs> no, we made grilled swordfish that I remember still being Ugh. kind of rare on the inside. Yeah. What we. What, we put like a capery vinaigrette on it. What do we do? Probably. Oh, Ari and I both love a green sauce. Oh my god! <sighs> and I don't remember. We must have done a salad with it. I'm sure. Maybe we did like a tomato salad with shallots <sighs> or something. Course. And then the pièce de résistance. We did grilled peaches with homemade whipped cream. I just remember oh Ari god. sitting in this like really low chair, huge bowl in her arm, ladled, yeah, just cradled in the corner. I'm just nope. I mean, if you want to know, Home if you want to get to know me. Real well. Mm-hmm. Here's a little thing about me. I will never use a machine to whip cream. I don't know why. That's crazy because I always use a machine to whip. I, it's well, very impressive. We can't be the same person. Well, because we can't be exactly the same. <laughs> I don't know why. You know how sometimes you just create challenges for yourself that have no rhyme or reason? You're just like, I have to do it this way. That's actually part of what I, why I love you is because I think you're very good about creating challenges. I'm basically like, there's a shortcut. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> no, I'm usually like that. I think that's why we're actors, to be honest. <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a profession where I basically don't have to do anything and people will just, I will just endear myself to people. I'm actually crying on the other side of this microphone. That's all right. <laughs> Let's talk about that party we threw in L.A. Oh, that was so great. We were both out there. Oh. What? Well, we were taking a trip that was many nights, such as the night when the earthquake oh, happened, and we God, didn't even guys. know that the earth was shaking because, let's well, get, once let's again, we were story. drunk. Let's tell <laughs> please, this story. Please, have at it. I mean, let's break this down. <laughs> We had this night in San Francisco. We did a road trip. (laughs) From L.A. up to San Francisco and then sort of over into wine country. That was the plan. And it all got derailed because of this earthquake. It was 2014? Yeah, 2014 because I had just graduated. Yes. And we... What did we do that night in San Francisco? See, I don't... The black... Well, I have a bunch of friends who live in San Francisco... Yes, um, we went dance. So we, we went, went out to dinner. First, we started. Oh, we went out to dinner actually with you two would, of my family friends. Mm. So great! I remember we had a sformata. Yes, which yeah. is like this Italian. Ugh. It's almost like a really light omelet. Yes, yeah, almost like a souffle yes, meets an omelet. Souffle, yeah, usually with like a spring vegetable. Yeah, that we had an eggplant mm, sformata. I probably formed in a ring. Four mold. years ago, four and a half years ago. Remember it like it was yesterday. That, oh that was a night. Yep, it was a night. Did that? Then we went to meet up with a bunch of my friends at a house party. Yeah. Then we went to another house party. Oh I just we remember. Went dancing. I think like there was. We had a dance circle, and I did this thing that I love to do when I'm. You're. I grew up in Chicago, where it's very cold, and you go out with your coat, and you don't want to check your coat, so you 
have uh, you put all oh, your yeah. coats in the middle mm-hmm. and you coats dance and around the coats. Yep. But I have to say, <laughs> dance circles give me a lot of anxiety because oh, I feel like too. everybody's like, now you get in the middle. I'm like, no. I know. I'm I not. think part of it is being a performer because you're like, all right, I got to show these yeah. moves. What if they're not as good as people are expecting? <laughs> like, and drop it and low you wanna, and pull your way up. <laughs> I know. And then I want to be like, guys, it's harder than it looks, okay? <laughs> Oh, God. It's so true. But it was one of those nights, which I often find when you have a really, really amazing, amazing evening, um, where you think you can't go on anymore. You know what I mean? I kept having these moments like, no, I can't. I can't have another drink. I can't go to another house party. I can't go to another bar. But But I I did. (laughs) We ended up at another house party. I remember. Wait, but I think there was something at the house party where, like, people were super gluing their hands together and then they're like, like oh pulling them apart. There was like oh some weird God. thing where I just remember being like, no, don't do it. Then we ended oh up at God. a diner with, with my friend Helen, who is the queen of a night. Whoa, boy, is she yeah, ever. She has she two is, kids now. You but, know what? Sorry, Cheers a kid and a half. As in, she's pregnant, but... Um, get in a half. Well, oh, my God. First time was great. Second time, I wish she could get so lucky. <laughs> just she just got half. Um, so we went out to a diner with her, woke up the next morning to... A million text messages and missed calls. Are you okay? Oh my God. Saw the horrible news. Please call me when you get this. We're like, what's up? We're like, what's going on? Q2, we turn on the television and there's been an earthquake right where we are, extending up north into the like Napa, Sonoma. Like very much while we were awake. Yes. No question. So if you, I think (laughs) the timeline goes like it was while we were in the diner, which I'm just envisioning us like the, the room starts to shake and we're just like... Everything's fine. Like the salt yeah, is exactly. like getting it's away from you on the deck yeah, on the table. Like, and you're like, Whoop. <laughs> I think being drunk in an earthquake is probably just like equalizing because yeah, your brain true. is like, yeah. Like, you and I are like your kind of finally like that and sober again, you're dizzy yeah. anyway. Yeah, you're like, oh wow, I'm not drunk at all. There's like quite the night. The memories were great. But this is like, oh my god. I mean, the key to having a dinner party, to having a night, all of these things is just. Almost, I'm feeling like what? the key is to not know where the night is taking you. I was about you. to say that. Oh, my God. It's embracing the unexpected. Well, well we solved it. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> just like that guy who wrote that play. <laughs> but I love that. It's just not knowing where the night is going. And being open to changing and, like, no no hair off my back. Is that an expression? No hair off my back? You can wax my back anytime you I want. I said no, no hair off my back. I don't want any. Take it off. No hair off my back. What is Leave this? it all on there. No, no skin off my back. Well, Which is like really gruesome when you actually think about it. What does that mean? Where I don't did that know. Come from? No skin off my back. I don't know. I worry that it's like some awful expression. Please I don't mean, come after us if it is. No we didn't know. Oh shit! Do you oh. think it has to do with like? Uh. Say no more. All right. When you're having a dinner party at your own house, mm-hmm. how do you pace yourself with alcohol? Oh my god! I always get so drunk at the beginning of the night. Me too. But I've kind of um, <laughs> like, I love I, it. I like it. I love okay. it so much because I know I'm going to eat so much and that I won't be drunk later so I kind of relish the time where I'm drunk before oh okay all right I like this you so your answer is you don't pace yourself I had like a brief span of time (laughs) how do you pace yourself I don't I don't I'm a fucking rebel (laughs) yeah all right so you don't have a game plan I like that well you know what I do what that I love to do and this is something that i think I learned from you or, or I adapted from one of your practices is I love when I'm cooking to have a drink with a straw so mm. that it like somehow 
I don't know how it makes the drinking easier. It like shortens the distance the drink has to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't have, no, it's because I don't have to use my hands. So I can kind well, of bend can, down. Yeah, it's true. Lean down and take a little sip. So I have these great glass straws. Sophie and I are really oh. into straws. We are way ahead of this reusable straw. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, also I have a really good stainless steel straw now, which is great I for think like it's if better you... Than glass. The glass ones break. I love glass for my house, but I do love a stainless steel. I can get them for like two bucks or something at um, like Target. Okay. I try and pace myself, I guess. I just don't want to get to the point where suddenly I don't know how to cook. That's pretty much yeah. the, the <laughs> well. Then maybe well, I've gone I can't too far. See, my I hands are shaking. Serve yourselves. Yeah, then you've gone too far. I um, I had a period of time where I was like, oh, I'll start with like a Campari and soda, or like a little sweet vermouth or something. Yeah. But who am I kidding? Add gin to either of those, and it's basically just a Negroni. Yeah. What is your favorite of your family's traditions? Because I feel like your family has so many good traditions. They do. They. My family letter has one tradition, and it's basically just goose on Christmas Eve, which is a great tradition. That's pretty epic. We've never made goose. Maybe we should. What's Tiami? My favorite uh, is probably Feast of the Seven Fishes, Mm. which I feel like a lot of people didn't know about. And this year, I've met so many people who do it. Yeah. Also, which makes me so happy. Even we were just with our editor the other day, and yeah. he was like, well, of course, Shout I do the fishes. And I just love that he was the like, fishes. just the fishes. The fishes. I love it. That's what I'm going to start saying. Well, we do the fishes. That's like... But you guys also do your epic, like, pear dinner Oh, the pear year. dinner is great, too. My parents have this beautiful pear tree in their backyard, mm-hmm. and it didn't bloom so much while I was growing up, and my parents ended up moving away. We lived in this house and then moved back to our old house, which is kind of weird and freaky, but amazing. And when we moved back a few years ago, what we, I don't live at home. I'm a grown ass woman. The pear tree start, well, actually not true. When I did that show in Chicago, I oh, that's had my own apartment. Yep. So there, yeah. uh, they, they started throwing these pear parties because this pear tree, like 20 years later started to bloom. It was awesome. Pear porchetta. Uh, I mean, my father, that's how I learned to cook, was with my dad. I have these incredible pictures in the very same kitchen that we go back to now with my dad cooking with him. And I think that's what really got me into this hobby, passion, obsession. Yeah. Yeah, Exact same for me. Yeah. I feel like that's actually a weird... Coincidence? Coincidence, yeah, is that both of us have like very, very strong cooking memories with our fathers. Yeah. Which is so nice. It's nice. And it also breaks the mold. I feel like most people just assume that your mom is the one who cooks. But my mom is also a brilliant cook. Same. But my dad really loved to cook. His dad had a pizza shop and a cafe. Ooh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Or no, I kind of maybe did vaguely know that. I remember Uh just an early cute food memory. Like first or second grade, we had to, I think it was like parents... Show and tell. It has. To, it had to be about your history, mm-hmm. and you bring a parent in. And most people brought in some, I don't know, like picture, textile, or like video. I don't. I'm not. I don't remember anyone else's because I'm a selfish asshole. But mine was. Uh, my dad came in and we made tortellacci, which is this um, pasta that my family has been making forever. My dad's side from Italy, and 
friends from this day who I went to school with were like, is that the, that's Tortolacci. Like, oh my the, God. Your dad taught us how to make in first grade. So cute. So sweet. Ari and I made Tortolacci the other day. Yeah. A really fun fall dinner. Yeah. What did we, we did like a squash filling? Yeah. And ricotta. We did butternut and squash, mm-hmm. butternut squash, nutmeg and ricotta. And then ricotta, we made a, just a you brown got a ricotta. butter. You got, you, a you got a ricotta. And then I made a brown butter and sage. Ooh. You got a brown butter and sage. I'm getting so hungry. Me too. Oh, dear. I think my dad and mom were probably my earliest enablers. But yeah. Oh, and I mm-hmm. had a, there, we had a, what a surprise, we had a German housekeeper named Lisa, who Lisa. was also my enabler because she would make this kohlrabi. Okay, a.k.a. kohlrabi. kohlrabi. <laughs> I have to say it with a German accent because that's how I remember it. She'd make like a kohlrabi in a bechamel when I was like oh really like three. I remember this flavor so well. Oh, my God. That, I'm I mean, that just going to sit here delicious. and burst into tears. Kohlrabi, great ingredient, used a lot right now. It's like... I know. It's, it's kind of like trend. a little popular ingredient right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't know about it before. Mm. It's got that bite. It's kind of like a radish and a... But it's starchier. Yeah. Well, this was like it was cooked. It was like a... Yeah. Mm. Wait, tell me about a dinner party that you wish you had thrown. Oh, my like God. Like one that you've been to that you were like, I can't believe I didn't think of this. I have a super smart friend who decided, like, after being VIP of this company, doing, like, international, uh, like, risk VIP. management. VIP. <laughs> you mean oh, VP? Yeah. No, let me say after being that. VIP of this of company. Of her own life. <laughs> <laughs> We're not cutting actor. that out. Wait, I'm an actor, okay? I don't know anything about... I'm an actor, about, well, not a banker. God damn it. <laughs> my friend. <laughs> I'm just making this person up. I have no other my friends friend. but you. <laughs> she was VP of this company. She was like, you know what? I love food. I love restaurants. Mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old. I want to change my life. I want to work in restaurants. Complete career shift. Amazing. So this said, I love courage like that. Oh my god! So excited. Bravery, commendable bravery. Mm -hmm. She uh, threw this party once, and it was the first time. Was I don't know, maybe five, ten years ago, uh, where I had had gone to a dinner party where there was all different types of food that had nothing to do with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think I fall into this trap a lot when I'm having people over. Like, all right, I'm doing all Italian. It all has to be Italian, and so does the antipasti. And like, first we're gonna do like only Italian cheeses will be the cheeses, and it'll be a pasta and a main. And you know, God forbid there's any ingredient that doesn't fall into this genre. Mm But she had, I remember she did like a tortilla española. Mm-hmm. She did like these kind of Thai shrimp wraps. Mm-hmm. And there was no main course. Yeah. There was like, I don't know. Uh, it was so eclectic. And yeah. you realize like, oh, I don't care. I don't care if I'm eating like one bite of spinach artichoke dip. And well, like, it's almost like doing an entire meal of appetizers. Oh, my God. It's tapas. It's tapas. Hey, you know what? It's tapas. It's tapas. What are you going to do? Fuck, man. Tapas gets such a bad rap in this country. Does it? I feel like people don't like it. Oh, I feel like like there was a tapas craze. That's what I mean. So, I mean, I'm clearly only talking about elitist people like me, (laughs) where they're like, I'm too good for tapas. Tapas, There was a mass tapas craze, and I'm over it. Math tapas, if you will. Math tapas. Which, aka, more tapas. Yes. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. Spanish tapas, as in like actual tapas, very exciting. Whoa, whoa I get excited. Whoa, I'm getting whoa. heated sitting here talking about it. But 
Fotapas? No tapas. Fake bus? <laughs> Fotapas, no tapas. No tapas. No tapas. <laughs> it's just like, I would rather just order a regular meal yeah. than have... Hi, I'd love to explain the menu to you, to you today. Have so, you ever had tapas? Yeah. Have you? So actually our entire menu is tapas style. Everything is meant to tapas be shared. Tapas style. <gasps> Everything is meant to be shared. And we recommend about two to five two to, appa- tapas Two to four dishes person. per person. <laughs> um, what about you? Is there a dinner party you wish you had thrown? Well, so many of your parties I wish I had thrown. Oh, so many of your parties I wish I had thrown. God Give me more it. compliments. Okay. No. Um, yes. My friend Bianca, who we actually have on the podcast, threw this dinner party that was truly Italian-themed without hitting it over the head with a hammer, hitting it on the head, hitting the nail two on the head, putting it two on the nose. Um, hitting the nail right off your nose. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, sure, sounds good. No idea. No skin. No hair off no my hair back. No hair on my back. <laughs> um, so... Basically, everything was totally homemade. It was, you know, the the meal was perfect. But what I loved about it was not the, of course, the food, the wine pairings, everything, but was also the fact that they, like, did a red and, like, red and white check tablecloth. Oh, they did, like, Italian-American. Exactly, Italian-American. Yeah, sorry, to be clear. Please. It was not just, like, actual. Come on. Yeah. Ari style. Um, it had, like, a red and white check tablecloth. Frank Sinatra was playing low oh. in the background. It was, like, oh, yes. Chianti all over the place. You know, homemade tiramisu. It just... It's it's doing theme without telling everybody that you're doing a theme. I mean, okay, red and white check, white check tablecloth is theme. themey, but it's so fun to walk into a room with like candles and all of that stuff where you feel like, oh, you brought the tatariya home. Oh. <laughs> it was so fun. It was a great night. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But this is also part of why we started this podcast is like we've been so sort of underwhelmed not by restaurants in general, but like the craze around restaurants, so ridiculous. And and also, uh, to me, like overwhelming and stress inducing. Yeah. Oh, paralyzed by choice. Ugh, too many choices. Too and many then it's choices. like you end up at these restaurants, and so many of them are serving the same things, and like it doesn't feel special. And you're exact spending same so menus. they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like both of us are people who have people over all the time, and then like. No, but then I don't go to other people's houses that often. It's like other people don't seem to be throwing that many dinner parties. Maybe we're just not being invited. That's a very fair point. But that's like part of what this podcast is about is like... Encouraging other people to throw dinner parties so they can invite us. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Guys, please. Yeah, well, I just think the expectation of having a, like, we must have fun. The food must be good at this restaurant. You know, we made this reservation in advance. Or, as is very popular here in New York, like, no, there are no reservations at this restaurant. So, like, I've been waiting here for five hours and this food better be good. And then you can't really relax because you want the food to be good. And there's this anxiety about getting out of the restaurant because they want to flip the table. Mm -hmm. And I, I just find that I can't feel as free, like we said before, so many, so often a fun night has to do with embracing this unexpected, never ending, yeah. you know, like adventure. Which like is so much easier for it to happen at your house when mm-hmm. people come at seven and then they stay until two and then you go do karaoke around the corner until four. Like that, I just think there's more opportunity for it to be freewheeling. Yes. And for people to take off their shoes. Exactly. They can relax more. Yeah. And I'm at this point in my life where I don't want any more stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm just sick of... Marie Kondo the shit out of every exactly, aspect of your life. Exactly. Yeah. And I think what better way to show someone you appreciate them 
than uh, cooking them a meal. I so agree. You know, I yeah. think it's such a, or, you know, people say, I also am a firm believer in like giving someone tickets to a play or giving someone an experience as a gift. But yeah. I think what's so beautiful about throwing a dinner party is that it's such a, a, a gift you give to all of your friends and yourself and it's ephemeral and it can only happen once. I mean, that's another thing about restaurants versus cooking at home is when you throw a party at, at your house, there's no consistency. There's no repeat. There's no repeat. It's yeah. just a one, one off and it can't be replicated. And it's a beautiful thing. It sure is.